Hey guys, it's Clyde. You know, right now, you can eliminate odors, mold, mildew, bacteria, and viruses in your home with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm uses Oxy technology that naturally sends out O3 molecules that seek out and destroy odors. The thunderstorm doesn't mask or cover up bad smells. It eliminates them, leaving that fresh, clean smell. Just like after a thunderstorm, the thunderstorm is small, plugs right into the wall, and fits in the palm of your hand. Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you want. Clean, fresh air, and it even includes a USB cord for your car or truck. Right now, save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200, a fraction of the cost compared to other air purifiers. Right now, go to EdenPureDeals.com and use discount code CLYDE3 to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use Clyde and the number three. Shipping is free. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number is to call tonight, 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. There are some things going on in the world right now that you're looking around and you're saying, why all of a sudden are we seeing a lot of train derailments? Why are we seeing a lot of uh, things being shot out of the sky? And it's because of the fact that we're vulnerable. We're putting ourselves in the same position as third world nations who have problems like this. Their infrastructure is cracking. And it's all because of complacency. And that's the thing is that complacency is what NATO expects because of their expansion and what they want to do. They expect all the countries that are under their umbrella to whittle themselves down. And over time, it's it's become... Uh, a form of derision, uh, notably directed against Russia now. And with as many historical matters and things that we've ignored over time now and revisiting documents, revisiting, you know, especially documents that are being retrieved from our politicians, here we are looking at how nasty things are getting. With the Ukraine conflict raging, a few of Russia's neighbors have reconsidered their position of military non-alignment neutrality. Last month, both Sweden and Finland admitted, well, actually, they, they wanted to submit their membership application to formally join NATO. And this reconsideration was taken, you know, it was a huge, huge responsibility, Sweden and Finland, because they've claimed neutrality and non-alignment for some time. Now they're hardly neutral on the subject of cooperation with NATO. And since the 1990s, Sweden has become an increasingly important partner of the alliance using its military concert with NATO exercises. Finland, with its 280,000 troops, 900,000 reservists, also wants to function with the alliance. So admission to this happy club and family comes with the requirement of unanimity from the, the current membership. There has to be a unanimous vote for the membership. And as things would have it, one country has decided not to play the game. Turkey. Turkey at times is the large fly 
in the ointment for NATO. And they muddy the pool of consensus in many, many times they've done this. Um, since the Russian invasion, Erdogan has broadened Turkey's military with political efforts against its long-term enemies, the Kurds, fighting the Kurds. Uh, Turkish forces have intensified efforts in Kurdish-run parts of northeast Syria. Politically, Erdogan, the president, hopes to have Sweden and Finland surrender a number of Kurdish dissidents or terrorists, he prefers to call them. So the point for Turkey regarding the Kurdish issue is not new, but it's aggravating Turkey to the point of, well, when it came time to say who wants Finland and who wants Sweden to be part of NATO, Turkey said, nope, we don't want to. Even though, you know, it's been in the news, Sweden and Finland wanted to join NATO. And like I said, it's a reversal for them. They, they, they now want to be a part of this. So, and also when you look at the history of Finland, you understand that they share a border with Russia and they have really uh, bad memories of its own invasion by Russia. Russia has invaded them before. So here we have these two strong European democracies and both have modern militaries that are already closely operating or cooperating with NATO. So this whole idea of the ascension to the greater glories of, of NATO was expected to be relatively uncontroversial and quick, unlike some other recent bids, which elicited a lot more criticism about the risks of NATO expansionism. But most importantly, the timing of their applications represented a strategic and symbolic win for the alliance invigorated and united against the Russian attack on Ukraine. But Turkey, Turkey again, the fly in the ointment, Turkey, complicated things, with Erdogan saying that the country would not back the Finnish and Swedish bids. Turkey objected to what it saw as both, as both countries, but especially Sweden's support or role as a safe haven for the PKK and other networks Turkey has deemed terrorist groups. Sweden has traditionally taken in many Kurdish refugees, but Turkey sees Sweden as providing refuge for organizing and financing anti-Turkish activity. The PKK has staged terrorist attacks in Turkey, is designated as a terrorist organization by the United States and European Union. But Erdogan has also arbitrarily cracked down on Kurdish groups and other opposition members of civil society. Erdogan also objected to the country's arms embargoes on Turkey, which were put in place after Turkey invaded Syria in 2019. So, internationally, Turkey's future effects, the war in Ukraine. Turkey has always somehow found itself in the middle of every war being, you know, a, a huge effect, whether it be World War I, World War II, or even when they predict Macedonia being a part of the Third World War. And so Erdogan is, is now a mediator between Ukraine and Russia. Turkey, though, is the main NATO member still standing in the way of Sweden and Finland's accession to the defense alliance that they want to be a part of. So with all of the dismissal of NATO and the fate of Sweden and Finland and the balance, it just seems like to be a horrible coincidence, a remarkable, outrageous coincidence that after Erdogan rejected the plan of Sweden and Finland going into NATO, Turkey got hit by two devastating earthquakes. A magnitude 7.8 earthquake struck Turkey 
and Syria. Remember what happened? It happened, I think, about a week, week and a half ago on a Monday. 7.5 magnitude quake followed with dozens of aftershocks later. The actual slip that triggered the 7.8 magnitude quake occurred over 75 seconds. It was 75 seconds of shaking, violent shaking, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. For the most part, people in Turkey, uh, the quake resulted in, like I said, long-term shaking. It may have felt like hours instead of minutes because it was happening so violently. It was so violent they felt it all the way in Greenland. 503-225-0860-866-536-7469. Back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.